Hey everybody, just a reminder to check out our Instagram, that's Barely Breathing Pod, as well as Twitter. And if you want to see some insane highlights, go to TikTok, type in Barely Breathing Podcast. You can see highlights for upcoming episodes and episodes we have already filmed. Also, if you prefer to watch your podcast, head over to YouTube and check out Barely Breathing Podcast. That being said, today we have a very special guest, Sasha Sloan, aka Kylo Squash, amazing TikTok creator. I hope you guys enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Barely Breathing Podcast. Today we have Sasha Sloan, queen of TikTok fandoms, founder of Archive Sunday, an amazing design and fashion company, and creator of the Noble House of Black series, probably one of the best series on TikTok. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm very excited to be here. I'm so glad to have you on. Uh, honestly, I, I love your account. I love the fact that you are a fan of literally everything I'm a fan of. Like, I live and die by these fandoms. And Really? Oh, good. Good, good, good. I feel like I have always felt like just the weirdest, nerdiest person ever. And this year on TikTok has been so interesting because it's made me realize, oh, there are a lot of people out in the world that like the same stuff that I do. So it's been very <laughs> affirming and very validating. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I saw your Harry Potter stuff. And then I was like, oh my God, guys, like we have to contact, we have to get them on. And then I was like, you'll love it. She loves Star Wars too. Like, don't worry. Oh, good. oh I'm so oh, happy. Actually, oh. Yeah, we're oh Andrew an Avatar fan. I heard, Um, I've heard that you like the live action. <laughs> the live action of Avatar? Yeah. Oh, for sure not. Yeah. Sure <laughs> not. The live action. But I love the cartoon. Oh, the cartoon joking. is obviously yeah, nobody... best. Nobody likes the live action. <laughs> no one. I saw, your, I saw you, you made a video about that where you're like, I felt attacked by the live action version, which I think all fans can actually say. Yeah. It was such a bait and switch. Like, I really thought it was going to be good. I really was excited. Yeah. And I, I was just so let down. They called him Ong. Yeah. I was like... <laughs> What was the problem with his name? Like, can you imagine if you went to go see a Harry Potter movie and they're like, Harry? You're like, you're like, that's not his name. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> what? what? And the were they like thing? messed up Hermione and they were like Hermione or like yes, Hermione. Hermione. And you're like, what? Oh my gosh, seriously. Yeah. And I felt like they so whitewashed all of the characters. I don't know if you guys felt that way, but oh, yeah. Yeah. I love the culture of Avatar. Like I love seeing like Asian culture interpreted in like a fantasy world. And it was the most bland. <laughs> no, and that's ironic too, because it was directed by M. Night Shyamalan, who himself so, is a person anyway, of color. And yet he decided to just whitewash the entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, I, it, was, yes. it was a big letdown. I am excited, though. I don't know if you guys saw the Percy Jackson series. Oh, yeah. Yes, the live action for Disney Plus. Oh, my God. And apparently, the budget is huge. Like, the budget is, like, Game of Thrones level or something like that. Oh. So Okay, I, so that means, yeah, they for sure have to redeem themselves. If it's shit like the movies, then, like, they're going to have some angry people. Movies. Oh, to me, the Percy Jackson movie is, like, a chief example of like Annabeth's character, like they just destroyed it. They just wrecked it. It was like Ginny in Harry Potter to me where they just oh turned God. her into the most bland, submissive woman. And I'm like, she is a really cool character. Like, why are we not letting her shine? I don't know. It's also ridiculous because between the two movies, they changed her hair and eye color because they forgot about the book. Like describing her. And I was like, what? 
I'm like, this isn't rocket science. <laughs> okay. It's not rocket science. It's in the book. It's literally written a key part of the book too. And the whole movie was surrounded by finding like the pearls, like in the book, they just handed it to them. I'm like, I don't know. Everything was wrong. It was upsetting. It's, it's so ridiculous. And they combined, they just combined. It was just, it was a train wreck. It's like they should have focus groups made of like fans, like really <laughs> hardcore fans to fix this shit. Well, and I feel like that's a problem that the Star Wars creators have because I think Star Wars has struggled to know what their fans want. And The Mandalorian for me is one of the first shows that's really tapped into like, okay, this is what our audience wants. Yeah, I, t- I totally get that. The Mandalorian was fantastic. It did really feel like finally, like our, us fan as a fandom, really got something that was just amazing. Um, you are outspoken as one who you love the new movies, right? Of oh, the new Star Wars movies, a lot of hate for them. Yeah. Well, so my perspective, I didn't grow up on Star Wars like a lot of fans did. Like I am the youngest of six kids. I have four older sisters and my older sisters were all gamers, like real big video gamers. And there's only four screens on a TV, right? So like one person needs to not play and watch. That was me. So my like first exposure to Star Wars, like really was seeing The Force Awakens. And so that's why I love them so much. Like I recognize that they're flawed and having like really studied the sequels now and studied the original ones. I'm like, oh, okay. I get why fans didn't like them, but that was my first time falling in love with Star Wars. Like Ray picking up the lightsaber was profound for me. I think particularly as a girl too, because that was my first entry into the world. So that's why I love them. But I do recognize like The Last Jedi, that plot is like, I, I know was, I really wanted her to join Kylo and be their own team like be like neither good nor bad like I think everybody wanted this yes. um, but I, they- I thought that's where they were going with it and my perspective I think that the movies would have been amazing if the second time that Kylo offered her his hand she would have taken it like I just think the whole theater would have just shut down like oh my gosh, like it would have been so cool. And then they could have had Kylo flip back to the good side. They could have done the Ben Solo redemption arc and mm. it, it would have worked. But it would have been amazing. I, wow, this is I am not the writer of Star Wars, but if I was, then They had great it. actors. They had all the right keys because I really I really think they had really good actors, set design, everything, yeah. but it's just, it was a letdown, but I'm, I'm glad you went back and watched the prequels and uh, the oh, originals, yeah. which are just so, so amazing. Yes. Every time we get Star Wars fans, I, it just makes me more excited to start watching it because I'm the only one here who just, I have it. I have it. I know. Oh my gosh, you need to. It, <laughs> it's such a big world that I feel like it's intimidating to want to like step into it and like learn the lore of the world. But I, I just love Star Wars. Yeah, I feel like once I once I watch enough of it, I'll get into it. I think, I think I'm well prepped in big worlds because of the Harry Potter fandom. <laughs> That, that is a world in itself. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> oh my are you, God. Uh, are you a big Disney uh, in general fan? Because I know Disney is now synonymous with like Star Wars too. Are you a big Disney kind of world fan? Right. Well, so I actually used to work at Disney. I think this is, um, but I, I grew up in a family that didn't like go to the parks a lot growing up. Like I went twice as a kid that I can remember when I was 12, when I was like five. Um, so my first real like Disney exposure was when I moved there when I was 18 and went and worked there for like six months. And, um, so I, I love Disney. I wouldn't really consider myself to be like a hardcore Disney adult, but, um, I really love Disney. And then my sister Summer, who plays Andromeda in the House of Black series, she worked for Disney for years. 
And then we have two cousins, my cousin Karina, who's also in the House of Black series. She has worked for Disney for years. And then my other cousin, she is currently working friends in our family to do Disney entertainment stuff. So that's, it's been really fulfilling for us to all do it together. But awesome. Well, uh, so we cool. interviewed like once upon an artist and she worked at Disney and she had like, she just loved it. Like I heard it's just really fun where you were like uh, one of the characters, right? At least you posted mm-hmm. about that. That seems like yeah, amazing. I, I have to be really careful about how I speak about it because like my fandom is very young. So I want to be real careful. Um, but the thing, I think the thing I actually really loved about Disney is that it's obviously a fortune 500 company. It's hugely successful. And I was fascinated by everything about Disney culture and particularly quality control for their customer experience Um, because the way that they train Disney employees is so focused on the guest experience and every single person there understands how they are working to make a magical experience for the guests and that is their end goal and I just love like that culture of Disney where like so many employees are just excited to go to work they're excited to make magic And that I think definitely is something that I've tried to imitate with archive is I've tried to be like, okay, what's the magic? Are we tapping into the magic of Harry Potter? Are we tapping into the magic of this thing? So that like, we really create an experience for our customers. That's, you know, similar to the Disney guest experience where they just feel like a VIP, you know? Yeah. I was was going to say like, it seems like there's a lot of parallels between like Disney and, and, and archive Sunday because you post a lot and all your fans are like, Oh, can you make this? Can you make it more like this? And you're like, Oh, heck yeah. And it's yeah, like, you're like super engaging and it's like super, super nice to like, just get that's that back. Been, that's been one of the coolest parts about doing House of Black is that, I mean, we never planned on making like a TV series, which is basically what it's like blown yeah. in. Um, I'm, I'm so excited to release because we've only released, I think about, I don't know, 10 episodes or something. Yeah. About 25 more. And we've got another like 10 that we're planning on doing. But what's been cool about it is that since we're able to be so close to our fan base, they've been giving us suggestions and feedback as we've been going and we've been able to write it in. Like we had one person comment, um, you know, on a video about the girls at school, they were like, what if Bellatrix was dyslexic? And what if like she had a learning disability and that's why she struggled in school. But like in reality, she's very smart. And like Voldemort was the first person to see her as being talented. And we were like, oh, that's an amazing idea. Let's totally that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So it's, it's been so cool to be that close. And like as like writers or whatever, you know, quote unquote writers of this show, we've been able to, to give the fans exactly what they want. And, you know, they've been like, we want Ted Tonks. So we're like, okay, we'll write in Ted Tonks. And they're like, we want Lucius. We'll write in Lucius you know so it's it's been really really fun I think that like just you guys putting that series up on TikTok has fed the Harry Potter fandom so much because they're able to put the suggestions in the comments and personally when I saw the first video on my for you page that I saw I think it was I think it was just like um like the the sisters just running running through your the house that you guys film in And I was just like blown away at not only like the production quality and everything, but just how you guys look exactly how I would imagine the characters to look. And and everything was just so well done. And then you guys are releasing like character trailers and you have you have James and Lily coming in like serious. (laughs) Like it's honestly, I am such a big fan. It's like a it's a real show to me. Like that makes me so happy yeah it's like it's like a real thing and I see all the comments like contact HBO contact like this it's amazing 
Yeah, HBO dropped an article and they were like, we're listening to show pitches, like we're open to show pitches. And I turned to my sister and I'm like, do we need to, do we need to talk about this and pitch this? Because I don't think TikTok really knows. My family are professional musical theater performers. That's what most of my siblings do, you know? So yeah. Summer who plays Andromeda, she has a whole degree. She's had a whole film career and everything. And then my sister Brighton, who is my partner with Archive, Brighton has been a professional director, um, you know, for probably 10 years. Wow. And she directed shows like Off-Broadway in New York that I went and, you know, I was in when I was like 15. And so she has this whole directing background and Summer has this professional acting background. And then my cousin Karina, she has this professional acting background. And then my background was that I have been writing fantasy books since I was like 12. And so I love the writing piece. And then I'm also the, a photographer. And so I was like, okay, I can do the writing and the cinematography. And then we can, I've got actresses, I've got directors, like we can totally do this. So it's literally just my cousins and I like making videos in our grandma's backyard, but it definitely is yeah, really fun. No, but you can for sure see the talent and it's ridiculous. And it's like, it's just amazing how you guys have been able to put it together and kind of turn it into something real and something continuous. And I like, I know that all of your fans who watch it, like including me, like, and just like seeing the fandom respond so positively to it. Like if it became like a real show with like 30 to 40 minute long episodes, like just a whole thing, like, amazing I would I would love I'm just manifesting it I'm like please please please. oh yes we're all manifesting it with you I'd love to see that on tv the other thing that I think has been really fun about House of Black is um I don't know if you guys believe in Wolfstar like the there's this whole fan theory about Sirius Black and um Remus Lupin that they had a relationship at Hogwarts and as a kid I never read that um yeah. you know I never thought oh they were you know probably gay and then as an adult reading it back I was like oh my gosh that totally fits that totally fits this narrative it makes way more sense to me and so that's something that we have written into our series as like being canon that like they had this relationship because I think that there's a real basis for it and I think there's a real hunger with Harry Potter fans for representation in the series yeah especially 100%. with JK Rowling did like debunking a lot of those theories I think a lot of fans yeah. wanted something there yeah, yeah. and it, it felt so um half-hearted for her to come back and say Dumbledore is gay but then they rolled out the Fantastic B series and he so far is still closeted there's like no representation yeah. that like you know a kid in the community could look and say oh that's what I want to be I want to have that life you know any kind of positive representation hasn't been there yet and so I'm, I'm really excited to sort of represent that in House of Black a little bit. Um, you know, certainly it won't like fix anything, but I, I think it's cool to give a little nod to that and like show the fans I'm like, and show the creators of Harry Potter, honestly, like, hey, like, can we please get some more diversity <laughs> and representation in this series? But, I really like that. Yeah, that's definitely like people really like, I mean, I enjoy seeing people in these shows and stuff where I can relate to and, and making like, Bella, like expressing that Bellatrix would be, um, like have, have a disability is just a beautiful thing because if there are tons of my uncle's dyslexic my a bunch of people in my family are dyslexic and I know like if they saw that and they saw somebody up on the silver screen uh with a disability similar to theirs they'd say look at this you know like I got I look at this this is amazing mm -hmm. uh it, it that's how I feel about Avatar I don't know if you guys feel that way but Toph and Avatar to me is oh, the best example of how to do a character because her disability makes her stronger 
Oh like, yeah. Make her a cooler character. She's the coolest. This is how you do it. Like this is right. Like I could, I could write a PhD thesis on the representation <laughs> of like women in particular in Avatar. It's just so good. It's so positive because you it have really you have like well hyper feminine women. Like Ty Lee is still very strong. She's like this cute, spunky cheerleader, but she's still a strong character. And then you have like more masculine. You have like May, who's like really subdued. And then you have like really perky, you know. So I just I love the writing in Avatar. I think it's done so well. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's pretty amazing. I love the diversity of it. Um, and I mean, I do, I have a special place in my heart when I was little, I had a crush on Tylee. Uh, she was always my favorite. Um, but as I'm growing up, uh, Toph is just such a badass. Like she's just so insane. Uh, that series in general is just amazing. I couldn't get into Korra as much. Were you, were you a fan of Korra? I actually don't see me guys. I haven't seen Korra. It's on my to watch list. I have a long to watch list, but I oh, haven't same. seen it yet. I'm holding out judgment. I hope that it's good. My sister, Brighton, who is the other owner of Archive with me and my other partner, Teresa, she just watched it and she was like, no, Sasha, you're going to like it. Like, just, just watch it. So crossing my fingers. It's, right. it's different, but I, um, I like the universe. So it's like tough to, tough yeah. to break away from that. But I don't oh, know. It's just, I, um, going back to the theater thing, cause you said your family's theater. I saw in one of your videos, you were singing Don Quixote, who is like, I have a picture of him right up here. Like he is my idol. I've read the book. Like, I love Don Quixote. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah, that was my talent song for Miss Utah. Not last year, because last year didn't exist. But the year before that, that was my talent song at Miss Utah was um, I Don Quixote from Man of La Mancha. But that's I did so the cool. Linda Eater version. So it was a little, a little spicy, but. <laughs> I, I I liked all the like I don't know something about the character just like a a person who is just doing the wrong thing but think they're doing the right thing and it's just like I don't know I just I love the whole thing I I love his message of dream the impossible dream oh. you know I feel like that's been you know kind of kind of like a, th a thesis statement for me in my life is I feel like I just want to just do that and like dream the impossible dream shoot for the moon or whatever and I, I think he's very inspiring so what is your favorite then? Do you have a favorite uh, Broadway or musical? A favorite musical? Ooh. It's a tough one. Oh, let me think. I always think about my dream roles. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a favorite musical. It's a, there's too many to count. I'm a big musical fan. I think Aida is up there for me. I love the show Aida. I love the show Ragtime. That's another huge favorite. If I was not a um, white girl, Cole House Walker would be my number one <laughs> dream role. Uh, I love Ragtime. I love Aida. Obviously, Hamilton is incredible. Amazing. Um, when I was a kid, I saw The Fiddler on the Roof and Secret Garden about 10 billion times. Me too. I, I love, I love Fiddler on the Roof and Secret Garden, like back home. Yeah, 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 totally. But I, I basically love all musicals. So <laughs> kind of a nerd that way. Something about just the singing on stage. I don't know. It just really, I don't know, something about it, it just feels magical. It totally is. So is it true that you can uh, catch a trout with your hand? Oh my God. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. I totally can. I totally can. This is actually, um, I, I had a guy that I was dating and I like told him, you know, pretty early on, I was like, yeah, I can catch fish with my bare hands. And he was like, oh, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure you can. So <laughs> he was like, okay. And literally 
And we were finally up at like a, a river up in Ogden, Utah. And it was like, there was trout season. I was like, this is it. This is my moment because to tickle a trout, all you have to do, it's so easy. So on a river, you have the banks and the edges kind of curve in in a half circle, right? You have to reach your hand down underneath into the bank. And that's where the fish hang out. And they kind of just sit there like facing the current of the river. And if you take your fingers and slide it from the tail of the fish all the way to their gills and then grab on the gills. So do it very, very softly. And then once you hit the gills, just grab and pull. And like, literally you can just pull fish out of the water. That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. <laughs> That's the weirdest talent I've ever heard. And I love oh, it. My family calls me like Katniss Everdeen, like all my friends do. Like it, literally if the world went to an apocalypse, you I would win. be fine. I would win. I know. I would win the Hunger Games, like without question. Like if I got pulled into the Hunger Games right now, I wouldn't even be faced because I'm like I'm ready. I've been preparing for this my whole life. No, that's fine. That's totally perfect because everyone's been comparing like the politics to the Hunger Games recently. So we might be going into that. Who knows? And literally, then you can literally. make a TikTok of you catching a trout with your hands. <laughs> I'm like, here I am. This is how you do it. I might need to do like a survival series. Oh, be, no, honestly. House like of Katniss. Katniss. Honestly, I think that's one of the most like common misconceptions about me that people have, you know, from my social media or whatever is like my childhood. I grew up running wild in the forest, camping, making fires, hiking, like the biggest tomboy, the biggest, biggest tomboy. And like, that is where my heart lives is like out in the woods and in the mountains. That's where I want to be. So God. that's oh. crazy. That's amazing. Honestly, though, we go to the Hunger Games. It'll be good for me, not good for anyone else, but I'll be living my best <laughs> oh. life. Oh yeah. Perfect. I also heard that you have a Spider-Man suit too. So it's like another fandom in oh, itself. Suit. Actually, I gave it away, sadly, because so this is this is what happened I actually I got it for a trade shoot that I did with um the guy that makes it is really really awesome his Instagram is called web warrior workshop I believe um but so I did this trade shoot with him and he gave me the spider suit and that's actually my first video ever that went like I would say viral-ish yeah. was me doing like this dance in a spider suit but the comments got kind of gross so I gave this spider suit away because I'm, like, <laughs> I'm a little freaked out by these comments I, so I also, <laughs> no yeah I also have a spider-man suit that I got for my birthday from a friend uh -huh. and I duetted a tiktok dance in the spider-man suit and it, uh -huh. and it blew up but since it's a men's suit with like the pocket where like a male male genitalia should be uh -huh. uh, the whole comment section was like, oh, she's packing more than you. Like, and I was like, I was like, guys, like, I, I swear I'm a girl. Like, I swear that. But no, I did the um, bust it challenge also in the Spider-Man suit. And that blew up too, because everyone oh gosh. in their minds. Oh, I bet. I'm like going to go look it up now and go watch it. That sounds amazing. Honestly, you watching my TikTok makes my day. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's so nice of you thank you so much it's, so <laughs> it's yeah but it's crazy I saw anytime one of the guests we have like has anything spider-man related I just I'm like yes me too it's not weird now <laughs> oh she doesn't I just wear it, it in TikTok she wears it in person too it's <laughs> I do as she should as she should I have a Darth Vader onesie that I wear quite a lot 
quite a bit. Like that is my party suit that I wear. Pretty I love that. I, I definitely need more friends like that just because my friends are like, when I have the Spider-Man suit, Sana, we don't know you. I'm like, why? It's cool. <laughs> I feel like um, we had those like Sailor Moon videos that like popped off pretty well. Amazing. Like, yeah. And so many of the comments were like, I wish I had friends to do this with. And I was like, don't worry, I don't have friends. This is my family. <laughs> I do not have friends. <laughs> I do have a lot of siblings and cousins though. So, <laughs> so they're forced to deal with it, honestly. I wish I had yeah, enough siblings. Yeah, same thing with House of Black. I mean, like literally with House of Black, I like texted Karina and Summer. Actually, I think I called Karina and I was like, I have this idea for us to do a cosplay of the three black sisters. And my sister Summer um, hadn't even read the books before we did um, House of Black. And so she didn't know who Andromeda was. And so I had to like really sell her on it. I'm like, okay, so there's this character that everybody knows, but nobody like really knows because she wasn't in the movie, but you should come be this character. <laughs> I'm very lucky that they were down to go along with yeah. my crazy idea, but. No, I think honestly that that's like crazy. You- Cause like at, when you come up with the idea, you're like, oh, it might go somewhere. It might not. And now that yeah. it's, it's really blown up and it's really gone somewhere, you're adding like new things. You're getting the suggestions. You're creating a full like backstory for a fandom that is like the second most famous fandom in the world. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And honestly, I haven't really dug into the Harry Potter fandom until this year. This is yeah. you know, honestly kind of my first like baptism into it. And it's been really cool to see how big this series is. And I think how much it's grown outside of what JKR originally created. Yeah. You know, there's so many head cannons and things that have been fleshed out and fan art and different. There's just so many ideas. Like the whole Marauders era has been constructed by fans. And there's a very clear fan cast, a very clear look for it, a feel for it that we all accept and understand just based off of being in the fandom yeah I think it's because the fandom is so hungry for it and JK Rowling pretty much like decided she was done when she made the seven books and then obviously like the cursed child and fantastic beast is now a thing but I think the fandom was so hungry for it Mm -hmm. because that last movie was like years ago and um so they've like fed into it anything that pops up Harry Potter related they go for like immediately such a fun universe. Like, uh, I mean, even my dad, I was harking on him to write. He's been writing fan, like fan fiction for Harry Potter. I'm like, come on, pop off, do that. It's it's just such an amazing thing. Um, yeah. I, have you ever gone to like the Harry Potter world? Like, I, that was like a trip for me. That was amazing. In Universal, have you ever been there? I went to Harry Potter world once when I was living in Florida and my family came out to come see like my first week of work. And I went then but I would say the more magical experience for me was I went to the Harry Potter studio tour in London. Oh, that's amazing. That was so, so cool. I do so this jealous. Where they like pick a person to open the great hall. And I was the person that got picked <laughs> out of our group. And I was just like weeping, like walking <laughs> in the great hall. I'm like, it's my childhood. You know, I was so excited. Dang, uh, so amazing. I would definitely recommend that to anybody. I well, I think that's definitely one of the like great parts about being into the Harry Potter fandom right now is because the books really came out as like people our age were growing up. And so now that we're actually old enough to start creating, I think we're going to see it go to like new heights now. Totally. Yeah, 100%. Sure. It's crazy though. Like 
I want to visit that so bad, but like, I think the Harry Potter fandom for sure just eats everything up because we love it so much. Like Harry Potter world. I've been three times. Like I literally went, yeah, I went two years ago was my most recent time to Disney, but I've been, I go there all the time. I'm obsessed. And every single time I have to go to Universal when I think I'm going back like next year. <laughs> I love it. it one love of the funniest it. things about the fandom to me in particular is Draco Malfoy. Oh, yeah. oh my God. The lengths that they have gone with his, what is it? 36 minutes of screen time, something like that. There are edits of edits of edits of his like most random, like in the background, blurriest thing ever of Tom Felton. I'm just like, oh my, my God. My favorite, my favorite is when he's like, ooh, <laughs> that's my favorite one of all time. Oh my gosh. And it's like, I understand that technically in the movie, he's like 13 because that's like the yeah. third movie. But yeah. in my defense, I liked that when I was 11. So it's okay. <laughs> Exactly. All right. <laughs> exactly. Like sometimes I feel a little weird about like like using Draco Malfoy hashtags, but I'm like, you know, I liked him so much when I was like 10. <laughs> exactly. If I liked him when I was 10, it's not weird that I'm like 19 and still no, still like the counts. 13 year old. Yeah. You're like, yeah, it's okay. Like Tom was about my age in Half Blood Prince. And I'm like, okay, because that's you know, that's the only Draco that I think is handsome as Half Blood Prince. I'm like, okay, we're we're on the oh, same he's... level. It's okay. It's fine. I Half Blood Prince Draco, when he's like bleeding, I still think it's attractive. <laughs> I feel so bad for Tom Felton sometimes because he's on TikTok and he sees all of this. He's like, are you guys good? I That's how I feel about um, Kylo Ren. Not Adam Driver, but Kylo Ren. Like, yes. I love him. I would die for him. But I'd be so embarrassed if I ever met Adam Driver because I'm like, not you. Like, yeah. you're, you're a handsome actor. You're fine. But like, not you. <laughs> Sorry, sir. You know what I mean? Oh, no totally I get that, that. cuz like with Draco too they had to um he was a lot paler and they had to bleach his hair a lot so it's like there's a clear difference not Tom Felton but yes Draco Malfoy <laughs> I love that when the character <laughs> And I would say yes fan fiction Draco no book Draco Yes <laughs> they're two different entities it is two different universes and that's something that like Draco stands understand is that if yeah. you're like, oh, I'm a big Harry Potter fan. I love Draco Malfoy. They're like, oh, so you love fan fiction is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> the amount I've read. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Same sis. I'm not going to lie. Same. <laughs> oh my God. Well, that's that's amazing. That's amazing. Is, is there any fandoms you're not? A, it seems like you're a part of like all of them, like big Harry Potter, Star Wars, Hunger Games, Avatar, like. That those are like the big ones to me. And Marvel too. I haven't really ventured into Marvel content, but I do like I do like me some Marvel. I won't lie. Wandavision. I can't say enough good things about it. I haven't seen it yet. I'm so excited. I'm pumped. I'm very excited. It's it's super good. Like at first you'll be confused, and then it's just like so good. (gasps) Oh Oh my god! But yeah, I like. I'm like um a huge since I started following you I've had like archive Sunday like bookmarked on my computer and I always go back and check like ooh, any new stuff on the website like paper kits and stuff and I was I actually had a question for the um the clothes that you guys sell that's based off of um House of Black do you guys just did you guys like make that like yourselves or yeah okay so um 
yeah, let's, let's see, where do we start on clothing? So when we originally started archive, it was t-shirts. It was yeah. all about t-shirts, but, um, the problem is that I like started t-shirts and then my TikTok account went from like 2000 followers to like just blew up. And so I was kind of the bottleneck cause I was the one making all of the t-shirts and it got to a point where in August, every day, I was just up in my bedroom buying t-shirts all day and I'd go down, photograph them, I put them up and then they would sell out the next day. And so I was just like running on a treadmill as fast as I could making t-shirts. So finally we were like, okay, Sasha cannot keep making t-shirts. Like this is not sustainable. <laughs> so that's when we brought in the collage walls and then collage walls were just going. And then I was like, I can't make collage walls fast enough. Like we can't convert on our, cause our, our web track, it, it's been so interesting. Cause most online businesses, they're like, how can we get web traffic? That's the big, yeah. you know, you know, white elephant that all these businesses are chasing. And with archive, we haven't advertised yet. Like our, our web traffic has just been absurd because everyone's on TikTok right now. Yeah. So we've been like, how can we make products? Like we're making products as fast as we can to, to give them something, you know, to have something to advertise to them. So the clothing line, we had, we had been scheming for a while. My, my vision of where I want to go with the clothing is that we can become a place that you can go shop for like a Disney bound outfit. You know, if you're like, I want to dress, you know, in a way that's faintly Slytherin, but I don't want to like wear a Slytherin t-shirt. I want to be wearing kind of dark academia stuff that's kind of green and spooky. Um, you know, that's kind of the inspiration behind the line. And so when House of Black was going off, that was the original idea. So I was like, instead of making a commercial for this clothing line, we could put the clothes onto us and film a little like skit. And then that could sell the clothing in a roundabout way. Yeah. And it totally worked. So we're like, great, we'll keep doing this forever. <laughs> yeah. I would like go and be like, oh, I really like that skirt she's wearing in the episode. Let me go see if it's on. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, I'm so glad. That's crazy. It's, it's been so crazy seeing that go from an idea to actually happening. You know, yeah. it's been mind blowing for me at least. But No, and it's so cool that you're just like a bunch of like, you just started it out of nowhere. Just a bunch of women running this thing and boom, like it's huge. We, we did this, um, yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. I can't remember if it was yesterday or two days ago, we shot our next clothing line, which is going to be called the burrow. And oh, it like was that. so cool. We had like, you know, five models in the studio and we picked really, really cool models, you know, from different diverse backgrounds. And our photographer is female. I've known her for years. Like our whole, pretty much our whole staff is female. So just like the positive energy in the room was insane. And like, I was watching back the videos last night and just thinking about what we've created because, you know, what I'm trying to create with Archive is like representation for the cool girl who's also really nerdy, you know? And she yeah. doesn't have credit in society usually, you know? You're kind of yeah. either no or you're, you know, a loser. And I'm like, no, 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 you can be both at the same time. Yeah, it took me, it took me so much nerve. Like it took me so much to like work up to like being okay with my Spider-Man costume too. Like I got it and I was like, okay, Sana, it's not weird if you wear it, just, just do it like to a movie. It's okay. I think, yeah, I think you're definitely like, like part of this new phase, like definitely spearheading a little bit where like you kind of show who you are a little bit more. Like it feels like back in the day, you just dress straight. You just dress the same way every day, but now you can like, oh, I have this shirt because I liked Harry Potter. I have this jacket because I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Like 
it's easier also to talk to people when you kind of have this connection already. You're like, oh my God, they're wearing, you know, House of Black things. I like Harry Potter. Let's be friends. You yeah. know, it it's just makes sense. Like, inspirational too. Cause I remember going into high school, I was like, oh, everyone's wearing um, knee high socks with brown boots. Like I have to do that too. Like that's like, mom, I need some brown boots. Cause everyone has that. It's the fall aesthetic or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like going as I grew and got more comfortable with it, I was like, no, like I love football. Like I love Harry Potter. Like I'm obsessed in the most dorky way imaginable with like all this football in my room, like, but no one wants to talk about it or Harry Potter, but no one wants to talk about it with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I personally have just never understood. I feel like, you know, in high school, it, the cool thing, you know, quote unquote, is to like yeah. not care about anything. And to pretend like everything is stupid and you're not passionate about anything and like, oh, school's dumb. My parents are dumb. Like when I was in high school, that was what was cool. And I am on the opposite end of the spectrum where I fangirl over everything, you know? (laughs) And, And I'm just like, why would you not live your life excited and enthusiastic and earnest exactly you pretend like you're not having a good time you know that's not fun like when I like started finally like embracing like yeah I play fantasy like I play um two touch football with my cousins on Christmas like I'm gonna wear sneakers not a dress to our Christmas party like yeah it gets so much more fun yeah I got a message um from a girl that was just so sweet and she's she was like I'm you know 13 right now I think is how old she was she was like I I get bullied at school you know for being nerdy and like being into this stuff and she was like I love following you because like I look at you and I'm like no she's cool like she likes the stuff that I do and like you know she has these followers or whatever and that just like blew me away because I remember being 13 and like going home and reading my Draco Malfoy fan fiction at night And just being like, I'm so weird. I don't belong in this universe. Nobody here likes me, you know, and just not finding my tribe. And I just want to hug all those kids. I'm like, no, you're going to grow up and you're going to find your tribe. And by the time that you're 30, you're going to be so grateful that you have interests that like fulfill you (laughs) outside of your job, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. It's honestly amazing. Like the amount of times I've had to hide, like I'd be like reading Wattpad fan fiction. I'd be like, oh, I forgot the name of the book I'm reading, like trying yeah. to like play it off because someone would be like, what, what are you doing? But you're I'm, like, don't worry about it, sweetheart. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but I'm so glad that you're on the platform and I'm so glad that like, you mean, you are a great model. You're, you're doing all these amazing stuff. You're a business CEO, you know, uh, creating an own series, this amazing TikTok channel that's growing exponentially. It's just, it seems like a lot of really good things up ahead too. So uh, before we wrap it up, do you have any, uh, you've already talked about some of your plans, but any like visions, like sell the show, like get the show on HBO, like, uh, cool. expand the shop, like any long-term goals? Um, we are, we are in early stages of a star Wars fan film. Ooh, so I like, like that. that is like a next project. <laughs> We're doing like a full blown like film. So like that, that's coming out. And then the, the house of black is about to get really cool. Like we've been researching special effects and like doing a bunch of really cool stuff. So I think that's the big plan. Right now we just finished season one. We filmed most of season two and um, season two will take us to the separation of Andromeda and Narcissa. 
And then season three is the Death Eater era. And I'm really excited to like show the war. So that's kind of like what's on the horizon for our TikTok account. Oh and my everything. God, that makes me so excited. <laughs> I'm really pumped. And you guys are going to die, die over Lily and James. Like that's all mm. I'm going to say. Like they're just, they're so good. I'm very excited to bring them into the series. So yeah. you are literally feeding seven-year-old me. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just, oh my God. <laughs> That's, oh that God, is fantastic. I'm so happy. No, they're like, they'll agree. Like, this is the most fangirl I've been for an episode. <laughs> like, I'm just so obsessed. Oh my gosh, you guys just make me feel so good about myself <laughs> every day. They're like, Sana, calm down. And I'm like, no, I can't. Let me <laughs> I, I have no chill. <laughs> That's, that is amazing. And, um, I will all definitely be following your channel, definitely following the series, uh, especially Sana, who is crying about it. Um, and uh, to all the listeners, make sure to check it out. That's TikTok at Kylo Squash. We'll link it down below. Um, and check out Archive Sunday. It's amazing. I was looking at the stuff today. I was like, ooh, I kind of want to get some stuff. I kind of want to do that. Uh, but definitely check out our channel. A lot of good stuff on the horizon. And thank you so much for being on. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And thank you guys all for listening. And uh, we'll post another episode next week. So hope to see you there. That was fantastic. That was great. That was so much fun.